Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. kind of seemed like I scared you by saying welcome back. Kind of like... <gasps> <gasps> no, I was thinking in my head as I was watching that man shovel a lot of snow outside. Um, What number we're on? 67. 66. 66. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Saturday. That's weird. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to our millions of fans. Um, this week was um, it was a little it was a little rough in the Dion household, and so we just couldn't we couldn't seem to make this work, and so here we are on a Saturday, a very snowy Saturday. And it feels like winter again, which is good because Christmas is a one week today, and you know I don't care if it's a white Christmas. It doesn't change that it's Christmas, but it is a little bit nicer. Yeah, I it's think white. I I don't know. I kind of think all races should be involved oh, in Christmas stop. if they want to. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I, I I'm very. Jack just woke up, <laughs> so did. he's um not at his finest. I'm just kidding. But I was at my finest when? during back to back days of seeing Spider Man No Way Home. Yes, you were. Yes. Yeah, so he saw it Thursday. I was supposed to see it. I have um been a little under the weather this week, and so and there were some other circumstances that I had a ticket for Thursday, and then I was like, I just can't do it. But then I was like really nervous for them to see it without me seeing it. So we actually went on Friday. You went back to back Spider-Man. Yeah. Within like less than 24 hours. Yeah. And comparing the two shows, I think the energy in the first show was a bit higher. Okay. But it was fair. also because the theater was more full. Like there was yeah. like minimal empty seats when we saw it on a Friday afternoon. Not many people are going to see it then. No, it was like three o'clock too. So people are still like working and stuff, right? And there were a lot of empty seats I found. Yeah. Like there was definitely not a lot of people in there. And But I still found for me the energy was because I don't have anything to compare it to. was like, I mean, people were, there was clapping, there was yelling. There was like, I've never, like people are pretty, usually pretty quiet. But these people are, Marvel fans are a different breed. They are very invested and they they will let you know whether they like things or they don't. I think the only movie, and this is what sucks about you watching these movies during our 2020 quarantine. Yes. Which we might have a 2022 one coming up. Yep. Um, Three years of this. Yep. The energy in those theaters, like I go back to Infinity War and Infinity mm-hmm. War is my favorite Marvel movie, like without a doubt. And this movie does it. it it's sneaking up on it, seeing it, seeing it the two times it, it's up there for one of my wow. favorite Marvel movies. And the energy in Infinity War was insane. The energy in Endgame was even better. Like wow. it was just yeah. because you knew it was this like three hour spectacle of this is the fate of the universe on the line and they've already lost. So it's not like they're just going to be like, oh, they're going to win this time. Like it's. Like, you know, there's an option for them losing because yeah. we've saw that in Infinity War. We've seen it like it's just maybe not the magnitude of Infinity War. That no. was like. But that is also a different kind of energy. Like, right. A Spider-Man movie. This also, I think, makes the other. If people go back and now you watch Homecoming and Far From Home and No Way Home, if you watch them all, the way you see Tom Holland grow up mm-hmm. as Spider-Man and learning like how to deal with being spider-man and the challenges of not only being spider-man but also trying to be peter parker at the same time right and i think this movie exemplified it really well 
Could we, uh, Jack, talk about your mission for the week? Mission for the week? Yeah, what was your mission? Oh, so I went back and watched all three Tobey Maguire movies, both of the Andrew Garfield movies. Oh, he only did two? Yeah. <laughs> they had a plan for a third one, but it just it got scrapped because these. it's funny that the Spider-Man, like, trilogy... It's kind of trilogies now because there's there is three of them. Yeah. Like Tobey Maguire was 2002 was the first one and Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. So okay. he's Spider-Man for five years. Yeah. Andrew Garfield starts in 2012 and 2014. By 2016, Tom Holland was already Spider-Man again. Oh, okay. So okay. it was kind of this tight mess of these actors. Right, right. And so yeah, so I went back and watched all three Tobey Maguire movies, both the Andrew Garfield movies and the previous two Tom Holland movies. He really, in, he really went for it in seventy-two hours. Yeah, no, like it was like a mission I've never. You were so, you were like, I'm gonna do this. Watch out, world, and you committed, and I, I applaud that. That's that was some commitment this week. I felt very prepared going into that movie. I was going to say with I, w- I would not spoil this movie at all because I would never want to ruin it for somebody, but it will make it more of an enjoyable movie if you have past knowledge. That's all I will say. Yeah. Like you're seeing the other villains. Like, it's- yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so like if you don't know certain people, then it's not going to be as exciting when you see them. Like, you know, if a villain shows up on the screen, everybody's clapping and everybody's like, oh, you know, so like you, you should know. I guess it's still a good movie, even if you don't. But I'm just saying it's more enjoyable if you know those. Yeah. yeah. I'm I want to know, like, I'm not saying I want to spoil it, but I wonder, like, how long is like the appropriate amount of time? Yes. Until mm-hmm. until people are talking about certain things, because yeah. there's some I mean, there's not just like one or two or three, like major things happen in this movie. And so, like, how long is it going to be until people find out? Like, as much as it pains me to say it, I feel like it's not until, like, the new year. Yeah. Just to get... But also, like, if you do really care about seeing these movies, Mm -hmm. you would see it within the first week. Yeah. Like, even... I'll give people a week. Like, comes out, let's say, Thursday. I'll give people till next Friday. But the next Friday is, like, Christmas Eve. So, like, people might have things going on. I don't know. It's a hard... It's a hard call, but again, if you really are a fan, you make time. You for make it. time, like we did. Like I was still not feeling great yesterday, and I was like, "It doesn't matter. Buck up, man. Let's go." Yeah, the like even like when you said major things, I was like, "Well, both the post credit scenes they did were like not small. Like they were pretty major things." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like there's a lot. There's a lot of information in them, so it's hard to talk about it and not just be like this happened <laughs> yeah no we but can't. it but it was i think as cool as it was in endgame the captain america picking up mjolnir i think i heard more reaction from this movie yeah yeah i think so too i think it was more sig- not significant but more impactful or something zendaya was so good too i love her i think she's just su- such a good mj yeah i mean yeah. when she does a kickflip in the new york city skate park <laughs> it's pretty wild i love i love fake spoilers i i saw a tiktok of someone's like oh like i just saw the movie and it was great and then in the comments he's like guys don't put any spoilers there was five thousand comments of all these fake spoilers and i enjoyed every single one of them you were there for it it was so because it's just the most like oh man (laughs) the best one i saw was you know uh the 30 minute kissing scene 
was a little excessive, <laughs> but you know, I thought it could have been longer. Yeah. Like stuff like that. It was They're so cute. On and off screen. I'm obsessed with them. You know what I'm obsessed with with Zendaya? Her style. Even if you're not a fashionista, which obviously I'm not, as I'm sitting here in a t-shirt and tights, I'm not. But I appreciate her style so much. I think she makes great choices. I think she looks daring. Like, or she makes daring choices, but she's, I don't know. She just always looks like 100, 100, 100, 10 out of 10, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so today we're also going to talk about our two top 100 movie challenges. Yep. Such extensive notes over there. Um, Into the Wild has a lot. Okay. That's a lot. Just Blade Runner doesn't. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Golden Globe nominations. Yeah. We're just going to quickly go over them. I was going to re-rank the Spider-Man movies, but I feel like... You can't. That's a hard one. It's not hard. I, I know what, what it is. It's just more of like where No Way Home finds its spot. And to me, it's the, still the second best Spider-Man movie. <gasps> What's the first? Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. Good. Uh, okay, so yeah, let's do uh, your favorite Blade Runner. Wow, you guys, I did not enjoy this movie. I know, and then everything I read, they were like, "Oh my god, it's such a great movie." Whatever. I was like, "Nope, nope, not for this gal." Did not enjoy it. I don't think it holds up well either, like looks wise and like story or I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. Do your do your spiel, Jack. It's the 1982 movie directed by Ridley Scott. Now we know the first out of a duo of movies. We we are a prequel to the to the now sequel by Canadian Denis uh, Villeneuve, and it is about Rick Decker, who's forced by uh, the police boss to continue his old job as a replicant hunter. And basically, if if at any point you hear or see replicant, it's just like a robot, but they yes. also do the like Westworldy like it's a robot but it looks like a human. Well, it's a human, yeah. My thing is, so when I looked it up just to get like cast or I don't know, I just like to look it up. It says sci-fi neo noir, <laughs> and I'm like, and yeah, that makes me. That is accurate though. It is 100% accurate because it's always dark in this movie and it's always raining. I found like there's no, yeah, it's um. Then I started thinking about Harrison Ford, though. Man, he was in some, like, really, really popular movies. Like, he... That that run he had when you start with, like, Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he is, like, all these iconic characters in, like, not a long time. Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark is, like, 70... Like, I, I feel like it's before Star Wars. Like, I feel like it's 76. And oh, then yeah? Star Wars is 77. Mm. So then he's in both of those franchises like for the next Indiana like, Jones and Han Solo. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then you throw in this character in an, an iconic movie. Yeah. Tell me why you think it's iconic, Jack. <laughs> so I, I like the I like the story of these replicants have escaped to Earth. I liked that kind of idea. You of like it. Westworld, though, and I didn't. So I think that's like I just don't think it's my thing. That's all. Fair. I shouldn't say it's not a bad movie. It's. It's just not my thing. Like, I don't find it um, appealing to, to watch. Like, I just, yeah, I had a really hard time focusing on it. Like, I was like, uh, yawn. I mean, it was set in 2019. So that was mm-hmm. kind of a weird to be like. So when they wrote this script probably in, like, 1980, they were like, all right, let's pick some weird 
distant future and be like, ah, 2019. Yeah, I think that's so funny when when movies do that, when they're like, okay, this movie's set in, you know, 2020. And then 2020 comes and you watch this movie and you're like, that's not not how it looks at all, guys. We don't have replicants, at least that we know of. And we don't have flying cars. Yeah, I feel like that almost kind of. I feel like that would kind of destroy the planet a lot faster. I feel like there'd be a lot of like fuel emissions. Yeah. I found yeah, that was pretty funny. I don't know. Um there's like so many people and names in this. Like even I got confused where I'm like, why didn't they just call it like Hunter Hunted 1, Hunted 2? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really want to remember all these names. Yeah, it was a lot of people and it was cool to see Daryl Hannah. I hadn't seen her in a really long time. She used to be really popular back in the 80s, especially with like Splash. And there was a few really like Roxanne, like she was really popular. And so it was kind of cool to see her again because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen her in ages. But that was about it for me. Um, I thought the like the character Rachel was like, it's always the conflict you have in these movies where it's like, well, she feels like a person, but mm-hmm. she's not. She mm-hmm. was made she was a replicant but like she has these like she has like this backstory to feel like a human yeah that part i liked is just like how he's trying to figure out if you're a replicant or not that was kind of cool because we didn't really know for sure either and it was how they've adapted to feeling emotions now and so like the whole turtle on the back thing like you come across a turtle on its back like what do you do like they have all these questions they ask them to see if they're replicants i thought that was kind of cool like i was like oh that's kind of like that they then they have had to adapt to human emotion of like well yeah i would help the turtle most people would right yeah i hope (laughs) anyway holy (laughs) jeez um a few a few kisses like the like deckard kisses rachel and like it didn't i know it's just it was the times, but it didn't like feel like consensual. Like kind of feel like he, oh, he like yanked her in. One hundred percent not. Like she tried to get away. She was like, he was like, oh, get me. over here, and then like threw up against a wall and stuff. And I'm like, I think this is supposed to be sexy, but this would not fly in this era. Like you can't if Canceled. a girl's like leaving and she's like, no, you can't be like grab her and be like, yes, you know. We had one of the classic: you kiss someone and then you murder them. Yeah, that happens. Yep. Yeah, we like that. Um, there is the good, the speech at the end given to Deckard when um, they say memories lost in time, uh, like tears in the rain. Mm, right. Very. Uh, I was sleeping at that time. I'm sorry. I fell asleep the last 30 minutes and was like, do I care about how this ended? And I decided I didn't. So I'm not really sure. But I did read something and tell me if this is true that is Harrison Ford's character a replicant. That is a debate that goes on to even Scott and Ford themselves. Right. They argue about it. Yeah, because one says yes and one says no. Yeah, they disagree. Which is funny because one is the writer, right? Yeah. Well, director. Yeah, I think he wrote it too, didn't he? But it's because they don't like exclusive... Because they don't exclusively say, then Scott can just go, no, it's it's my version. I'm right. Right. Yeah. But it is it is up for debate. It's one of the it's one of the movie mysteries. Ah, movie mystery. I I said it when we like did it no, before. Didn't. Um, so this is a a slower paced movie. Oh, so slow. Not a lot of action. So slow, you guys. I was sleeping. 
creepy. If it, if it was remade today, there would probably be, like, Deckard would have to hunt down, like, 20 of these replicants. Mm-hmm. So there would always be something going on. That's true. Our attention spans. We need more now. The reason why I think not only this movie is on this list, because I think at the time it was probably, like, amazing of, like, how... Um, like how it looked mm-hmm. definitely the age it hasn't aged well no but um it is influential in like other movies and other concepts I de- created. yes for sure for sure i can agree with that as i was watching it i immediately thought of minority report mm-hmm. i thought a total recall yep. i'm like i don't think those movies happen without the success right of Blade the, Runner. yeah because like you're you're throwing it out to the audience and it's like how is this going to be received right so you're here here's the movie and then because it was well received then now it opens the door for similar movies to come along and and do their thing so yeah i mean it it served its purpose right mm. yeah and now there's the reboot with uh ryan, ryan gosling, gosling which is 20 49 49 That'd be interesting to see just because I want to know what they think the world's going to look like if if we're still here. Flying I don't know. cars. <laughs> the year 25 of pandemic. Right. <clears throat> um, so apparently there's seven different versions of this movie that exist. I know. I saw that too. And that's just amazing to me, like how much you could change about this movie. I wonder maybe we should find all seven of them and watch all seven and mm. decide Mm-mm. and rank all seven. That is all you, baby. Not me. Uh, Martin Scorsese almost made not this exact movie, but there was like a similar novel that he was optioning to make a movie, but just kind of never went through with it. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. I'm interested. I would. It's a curious thing of like, would he have made it work? Like, would it have been as good? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um so yeah, the Ridley Scott Harrison Ford relationship just in general, like they're fine now. Okay. But the way they talk about what it was like on set between the two of them mm-hmm. sounds like they just like fist fought every day. Wow. It was ju- it just seemed very contentious. Um I wrote down a few notes about it. Um they disputed, they respect each other, but they don't like each other. Okay. That's I like that though. You don't have to like everybody, but you do have to be respectful of everybody, I think. Um Ford Harrison Ford didn't like that they did like voiceovers a lot of the time. Oh, his whole thing was he's always talking, yeah. yeah. It's always a voiceover. Um and then Scott called Ford a pain in the ass. Yeah. I can see that though. It does make sense. Right? Like think of his ego at that time where you're just like, Look who I am, you know? I can I can do this or I'm Han Solo and in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, another interesting one was Ridley Scott left Dune. Oh, the original Dune. Mm-hmm. Original Dune. I don't yeah. know if there's one before that. The 1980s version of Dune. Um, to join this project because Dune was too slow. Like mm-hmm. the production was too slow. And he was trying to distract himself because his brother had passed away. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah, and then I, I thought of, like, it's too slow, and then I just saw, like, what the original Dune turned out to be. I'm like, uh, it's just, like, it's too bad for movies like that, because if you just remake them, mm-hmm. like, you see the difference between 2021 Dune and 1984 Dune. For sure. Big difference. Big difference. The eyes are bluer in the <laughs> 80s one. That's, that's yeah, all I got. That's it. Um. Yeah, that, that's all I got. It's that. influential movie. 
it hasn't aged great. No. And hopefully one day I would love to see a Ridley Scott, Harrison Ford sit down. Yeah, that would be funny, eh? Like it. Like I, 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 or if anyone has like stories about what it was actually like on set, because right. I'm, I'm sure it didn't get physical, but I'm sure it's the star of the movie and a very opinionated director. Mm-hmm. Because even now we still hear a lot from Ridley Scott. Yeah. He likes to stick his nose in everything. Yeah. I think it's hard when you're an artist and you want things to look a certain way and you want things to be a certain way. It's it's hard like to collaborate is it's that is hard for a lot of people because they think their ideas are the best. It's hard to tell someone they're wrong. I know. Our second movie, 2007's Into the Wild, directed by Sean Penn. I thought that was kind of cool. I know. I didn't know that either until I looked it up, too. So based on the book by John Krakauer. Uh, Christopher McCandless, McCandless, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, graduates from Amori University as a top student and athlete. Instead of embracing a typical career, he gives his savings to charity, uh, destroys his identity, and begins a journey to the Alaskan wilderness. Very good. Yeah, he donated $24,000. And um, I mean, there's so much to unpack with this movie. First of all, I'll just get out of the way. The scenery and the music in this movie are out of this world. They're so beautiful. I mean, not only is like when he makes it to Alaska, but the whole journey getting to Alaska. And then all the music is done by Pearl Jam or it's just Eddie Vedder. I think it's just Eddie Vedder. Vedder, Sorry. So, I mean, you're talking like one of the best voices ever. And so that alone is amazing. Um, Emile Hirsch. Is that how we say it? Right. Yep. Is plays this role so brilliantly to me like he really to play someone this is a true story so to play someone this is a true story it must be really challenging because you you want to do it service you want to do it properly you want the family to feel like his story was told and you know so and I think he did a, a really good job it's a really sad story to me though like it's I love all the people he meets on his journey and that it's got so many positive things, but I just think overall it just makes me a little bit sad. Right. I guess the ending, I guess that's what makes me sad, but I feel like it's not like a spoiler to talk about. No, because it's a true story. So I'm sorry if you don't know, but I mean, he doesn't live. Okay. So let's not, he does live. No, he doesn't live. So let's just say, okay. So he goes on this journey. He meets a lot of people on the way, like, uh, Rainy and Jan, who's played by Catherine Keener, and they're like these hippie people, and she really wanted kids. And then he meets uh, Wayne, who owns like this farming, and he works for him for a bit, and it's played by Vince Vaughn. Then he meets um, uh, Kristen Stewart at this like when he's with Ron and Jan at this like trailer park thing. He meets Kristen Stewart, and they have this kind of love thing going on. Like she really loves him. But he can't, he can't like commit. He just is, he has wanderlust. Like he doesn't want to be in one spot. Like he's, he's a mover and a shaker. And it's funny because he's such a dichotomy of like, he loves people and, and like getting to know people, but he really loves his solitude as well. So it's, it's an interesting dichotomy the way they set it all up. Um, he, and he keeps a journal of everything. He loves nature and I love that he doesn't see himself as homeless. He sees himself as man as a man freed from homes. That's the way he considers it. Like he's 
Like at one point he's sitting in like a cafe or something. He's looking at a man in a, in a suit and tie. And he's just like, that's just not for me. And his parents have a really hard time with it because they're very, I want to say hoity toity. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that anymore, but they're, they're on the finer things of life. And they have a lot of expectations for him. And I think what I took away from this movie, well, I took a lot away, but what I take away from this movie is parents, when you have, when they have kids and they have these expectations of their kid, of what they want them to be, that it's their life. Like you can't, this, the parents should have just like backed off a little bit and just let him be. And I don't think it would have been as extreme because he was just like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like I got to go because they were so held such a tight thing of what they expected from him. And it's like, and I know it must be hard because he's like this top athlete and he's really smart and you're like, you're going to be so successful, but he didn't want that. He didn't want possessions. He didn't want that. Like he just, it's just not who he was. And you just like, as a parent, you have just have to accept that they are who they are. Right. Yeah. I feel like it was a little dramatic to like burn or like destroy. Burn money. yeah he was burning money at one point i'm like okay like like, or like destroying your identification like i think it was just yeah because i get the like i like the like symbolic and then he takes the alexander super tramp name i love it (laughs) so it's such a like dude thing to do i know um yeah but i think you know meeting people along the way and they help him and he's good with that like he likes that my favorite is though the the man the older man ron i think his name was and they uh, they form such a beautiful friendship and at the end like i feel like they both help each other though because like the man is like that is kind of lonely and he's just like he's like i want to adopt you like i want to be your your grandpa kind of thing or whatever and you know he's like yeah i'll come i'll come back and we'll do that i'll come after alaska i'll come back and we can live together or whatever. And they're, he's trying to walk up this hill and he has this whole speech to the, to Ron, the older man. And he's like, are you really living though? Are you really like, you know, like he pushes him outside of his comfort zone too. And so I really, I enjoyed that friendship a lot. Um, so anyway, he makes it to Alaska. He's in an abandoned bus. He finds this abandoned bus and then makes that his home for quite a while. And he seems happy. Like he, I don't know. He can find, he can fill his time. Like, I don't know. He writes in his journal. He throws things in a can. I don't like, he's just, he's exploring in the world and he decides, okay, I'm, I'm good. Like he's there for months and months and he decides I'm good. And then he can't get out of where he got because the river is now flowing at a pace. You wouldn't be able to get, you wouldn't be able to get across. So then he goes back to the bus and then he just happens to eat the wrong berries. And that's that's kind of it. Like, he doesn't, you know, it's really sad. The ending is really, really sad. Like, he just, he doesn't want to die. Like, that wasn't the purpose. Like, he wasn't going there to die. You know, he was just going there to to live and or to live his way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What did you think of it, Jack? Um, Going into it, I said, I asked you, like, is it like Nomadland? You're like, yeah, like, kind of, but... Definitely more, definitely like because for me it was just like how much went wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he loses his car in a flash flood. Yes, he 
is forced to leave the harvesting company because the guy gets arrested. Vince Vaughn's character, yeah. <laughs> um, the ki- He's kayaking and he loses that in a dust storm. And it's funny because he wasn't even supposed to be kayaking. No, they told he, him not to. Because they was, told him not to. And he's like, mm, okay, because he needed a permit. And he couldn't get a permit for like five years or something. So he's like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. And then like, and then, yeah, he just eats the wrong plant. It's Which really I think they said you... it's potato seeds. I don't know if it's yeah. that. Like it was what actually happened. I don't know if they made it something different for the movie. Maybe they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he eats it and then like he realizes he starts looking it up in his book of the edible plants or whatever. And he looks it up and it, it does say like, yeah, it's fatal. And that's just really sad. Like it's just like, you know, you're basically going to like starve to death or you're dehydrated. I can't remember what it was, but. But when he's leaving the when he's leaving the earth kind of thing or soul is and he's just looking up at the, at the sky, he kind of dies with a smile on his face. So and then I guess he was technically found like a couple weeks later by some hunters in real life or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I still think it's a beautiful movie and I think everybody should see it because I think for scenery, for the people he meets, for the music, for like it is it's a really well done movie, but it's just sad. I do have one one complaint hit it the flashing forward or flashing back Mm. i just i don't like when it's used too much in a movie right and i feel like i guess it is kind of hard with this one because you can't like just tell it chronologically you kind of add context to the character as he goes but right just not my favorite thing in movies right when they're all over the place kind of thing then you really have to pay attention right which is hard sometimes it's like hey but what where are we now i blinked i don't know what year is it yeah that's all i have for it all right golden globe nominations this is definitely more your speed you took more notes and i just kind of react okay well i try to make it as organized as possible because i don't want to just start at a category and just read the things i try to group it so like if i'm talking about tv for example let's start with like ted lasso so ted lasso is up for best comedy jason sudeikis best actor hannah and Brett, uh, Hannah Waddingham and Brett Goldstein all got nominations, which is all the same as last year. Like, Yeah, this is the funny thing about this now is everything Ted Lasso won last year was for the first season. Mm-hmm. And now what they're getting nominated for now is season two, which lines up a little bit more with like they released it during this fall. Yeah, yeah. No, it was um, it's still to me one of. Like, I just, I love, you know how much I love the show. Like, I think it's one of the best shows I've seen in a really long time. Like, it really, um, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you, feels like a big warm hug sometimes. It's really, really well done. So, I think it's deservedly so. Um, Another one on this category is called The Great. Now, I've never watched the show myself. It's Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, who are both nominated. And it's also up for uh, best comedy but I've never personally watched it so I'm I'm not sure about this one um, Hacks is another one that it got a whole bunch of Emmy nominations I hadn't even heard of it last year so I have it on my list I just haven't watched it but it's Gene Smart and Hannah Einbender and um, I think it's about an actress and a, and a writer or something and they come together um, one I was very surprised and happy to see was um, Only Murders in the Building so I think believe it's on 
It's on Disney Plus because it's Disney Star. Plus, yeah, because it's on Star, but I think it's F- I'm not sure what it is, Hulu or something in the states. But we watch. I watch it on Disney Plus. But it is with uh, Steve Martin and uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, <laughs> which I was going to be like Steve Martin Short. Oh, that actually right? does blow pretty well. Yeah, and it has Selena Gomez in it. She was unfortunately not nominated, but the two men were, and. Um, yeah, it's up for best comedy and they're up. It's just a fun show. Like if you're not, if you're not like, it's just a fun show. It's just, it's, it's, it's not something you take too seriously. Yeah. Like it's just like literally a murder in the building and they're trying to solve it, but they're, they weren't friends before. And then it, they kind of become friends, but they're all three of them are obviously so different. So, and I, I mean, anything Selena's in, I'm down for cause I love her. Um, so in the, also in the comedy section, um, Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross were both nominated for Blackish. Um, I think this is the last year though for Blackish, I right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and Issa Rae for Insecure. Otherwise, pretty much everybody I mentioned, I think, is there. Um, another one up for best TV comedy was Reservation Dogs. So I'd heard of this movie but, or show, but I hadn't watched it. So I did actually watch the first episode. Because I wanted to see. And it is about these uh, four kids on a reservation. And they're kind of the thieves of the res. Like they're trying to get money to get out of there and go to California. That's their big dream. So I liked the first one. Like I would definitely tr- keep trying it. And it's, um, and I'm not going to say his name, but ta- Taka Watiti. <laughs> no, Wakiki. Wa- you, you were close. You were actually really in. Close. Yeah. Closer? Yeah. Ta- I think you actually got the last name right the first oh, time. okay. Anyways, he is the creator of it. And so it's good. I really, I enjoyed it. So I think I'm going to stick with that one. Now we move into TV drama. Um, Succession, another big run for Succession. It's up for best drama. It's Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, and um, Kieran Culkin. So basically all the kids, pretty much, not all of them, but, and the dad of Succession. Now I have, I know a lot of people that love this show. Um, dad being one of them. I know f- a lot of friends that like it. I do like it. It's not that I don't like it, but it's not something I'm like, oh, I can't look. I can't. It's not like a Yellowstone to me where I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to watch it. You know, it doesn't have that same appeal to me. Have you watched the whole first season? Dad doesn't think I have. I haven't. I only no. watched the first few episodes. Yeah. Because we watched it together oh, okay. when it first came out. Yeah. And then I watched a few more with dad. And then I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. But maybe I'll keep trying it. I'm not sure. Squid Game. Squid Game got nominated, you guys. For Best Drama and um, Lee Ong Jae. Hopefully I'm saying that right. And and Oh Young Soo for Supporting Actor got nominated. I did not watch this. Did you? No. Meg watched it. Of all people. Yeah. I just... I understood the concept. It makes sense. But it just, to me, I just made a decision when it came out that it just is not worth my time. Right. And I don't want to say that to sound like, ooh, I'm better than people. No, it just. There's just, there's so much. You have to make those decisions. You have to watch shows you actually enjoy. And you know you're going to enjoy. I just didn't think, like I, like on my list right now, like watching Sex Education right now, it's season three or season four. Yeah. Um. Then I'm going to watch Yellowstone. Then I'm going to watch Succession. Like, I, I have shows I want to watch. Yeah. That you just can't really fit more in. Yeah. 
Well, there's just so much, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time because I do like being part of the, you know, the cool club yeah. of like everybody's watching it. I like being part of that because I like being part of the conversations. And I watched the first episode and I decided that was it's I got it. I don't know. I was like, hey, I've got so many other shows that I have to watch. So the morning show. So it won or it's one. Oh, my goodness. It is up for best drama. Jennifer Aniston, Billy Crudup, and Mark Duplass. So um, Billy Crudup won last year, and I believe Jennifer Aniston won last year as well. Billy Crudup, to me, is the best part of the show. I think he's just... You didn't watch this one, right? No. No. It's... um, Yeah, Billy Crudup is unbelievable. Like, I don't even know... There's not even a good word I could use, because I've used magic. I've used every word for somebody. He's a word that doesn't even exist in this movie, or in the show. He's so good. Lupin, I don't watch this one either. I was like, man, I don't watch these ones. It's up for best drama, and so is Omar Sy, the actor in it. So, and um, Pose for best drama with Billy Porter and MJ Rodriguez. So, that's kind of your drama section. Limited series. Wanda got, it didn't get a um, best show, but it did get Paul Bentley and Elizabeth Olsen both got nominated. Uh, scenes from a marriage, Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain, not the show, but um, those two. Uh, Made, which I really enjoyed. It is on Netflix, and I think you should check it out. It's it's a bit of a slow burn, but um, it got nominated for Best TV Limited Series, and so did Margaret Qualley, who is the lead girl in it. And she is trying to leave um, an abusive relationship and just try and be on her own, and she has a daughter. And it's just kind of her journey. And what I like about the show is it's very realistic. It's not like episode one, oh, I'm leaving him. And now my life is all put together. Like she, she goes through struggles that real, that if you were in this situation, real, you would really go through. And <coughs> sorry. <coughs> and um, her mom in real life is Annie McDowell. And she's also in the show playing her mom and her, she has bipolar and it plays it amazing. Like it is, it's so, so good. And um, so I highly recommend the show. I think it's really good. My favorite TV show of the year though is Mayor of Easttown. I think it is, uh, I like, I love Yellowstone and I love Ted Lasso for this year, but Mayor of Easttown was so well done and I could not figure this out. And so many characters and so many stories all revolving kind of around one big story, but then all these like side stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kate Winslet, incredible. So she got nominated and it was nominated for best TV. Uh, Dope Sick also got Michael Keaton and Caitlin Dever, who I have started that show as well. I do like it. And it's about the opioid, opioid uh, pandemic or crisis crisis and how it started, which that's what I find fascinating. It's just like how, how this all came to be and how it got pushed on doctors to like give to people. And it's a, it's a very fascinating because it, as although it's like an acted, it's based on true facts. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and now also in a limited series is called genius Aretha and it's um, Cynthia Ervo Ervo Ervo. Anyways, she is, one of the best singers too. She has the most incredible voice. Um, yeah. And then limited series, also the underground railroad. 
So yeah, that's your limited series. Oh, uh, White Lotus, Jennifer Coolidge also got nominated, which Dad and I are going to do tonight because we were. We're gonna watch that tonight. Yeah. Well, <coughs> excuse me. We've watched four episodes. And it's what? How many? I want to say seven or eight. I'm not sure, but that's our plan tonight. Because I'm like, I want to watch something good tonight. I don't want to watch other things. I want something good. It's Saturday night, and I want something good. All right, moving to movies. This is my favorite thing about Golden Globes, which is that you get both. You get both. You get just you get such a wide variety, and TV is just so good. Which I do have a funny little story about. We went to my book club last week and it was, um, we kind of did like a year wrap up thing. Like, what was your favorite movie? What was your favorite TV show, book? Like all that kind of thing, right? And not one person could think of a good movie for this year. So it's just interesting. But TV, we were naming like, everyone's like, what about this show and this show and this show? And I think it's because TV now, you it's almost like when you have a limited series, you have eight hours yeah. to build characters and stories and well, i think it's just more appealing to people now mm-hmm. besides the movies where you like i mean going back to spider-man you already have an established character yes. there so you have these two and a half hours where you don't have to explain the backstory where you can just jump into the story and jump where you finished off at the last point when if you have this like fresh new movie you got to introduce these characters and set them up and make them interesting and appealing and it's it's hard it's hard to do it is hard to do and not make a movie like five hours long exactly because yawn fest um okay so best comedy we have um siriano and that's peter dinklage and he was also nominated don't look up which comes out on netflix so sorry you guys um comes out on netflix on december 24th christmas eve (laughs) <laughs> maybe that's what we'll be watching uh, both jennifer lawrence and leonardo dicaprio are nominated this cast you guys i've never i don't think i've ever seen a cast like this i don't know it was a comedy i think it is it's like kind of a satire i think right it kind of makes like, sense because like the world's gonna end and i think they're f- jennifer lawrence they're and like environmentalists and they're freaking out about it and they're in like the white house and, and no nobody, one else nobody yeah. else cares like jonah hill doesn't care meryl streep is the president of course Woo. yeah like it's um it, the cast is crazy so adam mckay so we'll see um licorice pizza have you heard of this movie heard of it but okay i definitely want to see it because i think it's um it's gotten a lot of buzz so i definitely want to see that um tick tick boom which is on netflix currently right now and it is andrew garfield and based on a true story yeah, jonathan larson who wrote uh, right. yeah yeah um and rounding out the <laughs> so it is so it's not just com- so it's comedy musical is what the category is yes so rounding out this category is west side story and jack is so excited to see it because i tried to get him to see we had this like running joke i was like oh, okay how many tickets should i get for it and anyways him and i had a joke he's it's not his musicals aren't his favorite so but he also makes a, a, a conscious plan to see everything before award shows so now i'm like now you have to see it yeah I, then i then i told you my my deal is that as long as i don't pay for it right i won't feel as bad okay i don't want to give my money to see that movie because <laughs> it's a story like it's a story everybody knows yeah or most people i shouldn't say everyone it's a story most people know by now 
because it's also been repeated in like different yeah. forms. It's also though, like I keep saying to you, it is Steven Spielberg. I thought so that they had a you're preview. Not, you're not talking like an amateur director here. Like no. you're talking someone who knows movies. Did, and Did they so. preview it before Spider-Man? No. So that was the first time we saw it. They had this like whole thing about Steven Spielberg doing the uh, movie okay. and I thought, okay, it kind of makes... Not more appealing, but I, I guess I also do like Ansel Elgore. Like, yeah, there's elements. It's just more of like, yeah, no, like I've seen this and I'm going to sit and watch a musical. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I do have like we do have Cineplex like um store and I do have a free download. So maybe that I, think I do, too. Oh, fun. I'm pretty sure you get it with like popcorn, popcorn purchases. I know. And you used my scene card yesterday, so I have it. And I used mine for Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's your comedies. And best drama, we have um, Belfast, which is... No, I was going to say it's on Netflix. It's not. I think it's a Cineplex thing. Um, so supporting actress, uh, Jamie Dornan and Kieran Hands and Katrona Balf. I'm so sorry if I'm saying any of those names wrong. Um, I I think it's, it's just... It's Irish. It's I think it's in black and white. I haven't really seen this one, so I don't no, know. I've not really heard of it. Um, so there's a movie called Coda, which supporting um, actor, I guess, is Troy Kotsur. And it is, um, I looked it up because I hadn't heard of it, but it is a sign language. It's about a girl who's in a family of, they're all um, deaf. So she uses sign language, but she can hear. And I think it's just like her story of whatever. And so there's a lot of sign language. And yeah, so I thought that's cool. Like kind of getting a diverse little group in there. Uh, Dune, which we have seen. I don't know if it's like a winner. Like I, when I, you were saying, what's the best movie of the year? Like Dune was not the movie that came to my mind. No. Like it was good and spectacular, but like wasn't Spider-Man. Well, I said Promising Young Woman, but everyone was like, that was last year's movie, though. It, it was, was just nominated for this year. But then somebody's like, well, when did you watch it, though? And I'm like, well, I watched it in 2021. But I, for me, that was the best movie I've seen in a while that I really liked. That impacted me, and I really, I really liked that movie. But I think it was a 2020 movie. Anyways, uh, King Richard, which is the story, true, well, based on true facts, I guess, about Serena and Venus Williams' uh, dad, Richard, and uh, so Will Smith and the girl, and I cannot say her name, and I'm so sorry, but if you want to try. Uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Very funny, this one. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't want to butcher it. I'd rather just not. But anyways, uh, Dad and I saw this movie in the theater, and we both really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I asked him about it, and he's like, yeah, it's more about Venus than you would think. It's, yeah, 100%, because it's how it all started. So originally it was, Venus was supposed to be the superstar. She... All the focus was on Venus at first. So it is more about Venus than Serena, but Serena is still like those two are like best friends. Yeah, like they're so it is kind of about the three of them. And then the mom sort of a peripheral like she, she is there, but it is about the dad really. And 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 just this plan he had for his daughters. And Will Smith is really, really good in it. Really good. Um, and rounding out best drama, Power of the Dog, which is um, Benedict Cumberbatch, who was nominated, Kirsten Dunst, who was nominated, and Cody Smith uh, McPhee, who is nominated. He's nominated as well. Um, <coughs> I watched it. It's on Netflix. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> 
it's um okay what i will say about this movie is the acting is amazing it is like benedict cumberbatch is i if he won i would be like yes he deserved to win he is really good um so is Kirsten Dunn. So is the other fella in it. Um, it is slow. So when you look on Netflix, it gives you like the what it's about. And it does say underwhelming. And I would say, yes, that it was for me. It's it's very slow paced. It's kind of not creepy, but you kind of get bad. You're not really sure sometimes what's happening. So not that it's not what's happening, but you're not sure about Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch's character. You're like, what? What? What's yeah. he doing? I'm surprised the uh, the new Guillermo del Toro isn't right? nominated. Nightmare Alley. Now, it could still be for Oscars. This is just Golden Globes, but it does give you a like a start of what's kind of the Oscar buzz, right? Yeah. Um, as far as the best actresses, which I found this really interesting, is all of these, there's five of them, and none of them are from the movies I've said. They're all different, which I... I like in a way because sometimes when you have a movie where like everything's nominated, like I, I get it. But then I like when there's kind of a mix of other movies in there. So we have Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. So she's nominated for a TV and a movie, which is always fascinating because it just shows how brilliant she is. Um, Olivia Coleman for the lost daughter, which comes out on Netflix next week. And it's Maggie Gyllenhaal is the director. And she also got nominated. Uh, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Did I say that right? Yeah, Ricardos. And Javier Bardem is also nominated for that movie because it's about Lucille Ball. And okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci, which some people were not happy about this one. Yeah, like the Gucci family wasn't happy about this movie mm-hmm. at all. And like Lady Gaga had like a psychiatric nurse on the set. This seems like one of those movies like 10, 20 years down the line. There's going to be a lot more stories that come out about it because I don't know. To me, it just looks like yeah, your run of the mill Oscar bait movie. You have Lady Gaga, who's already nominated for one Adam Driver, like um, Al Pacino's in it. Like there's enough heavy hitters in there that it should get attention. But I'm kind of hesitant to see it now because it sounds like it was a disaster. Yeah, it does. I know. I'm like, ooh, gosh. Um, and then rounding out Best Actress is Kristen Stewart for Spencer, which I'm really happy. Look, I know people don't like Kristen Stewart or they have they have things about her. And I think it's because of the whole Twilight series or what. But this girl can act like she is a really, really good actress. And there is something very fascinating about her when she's on the screen. So I'm I haven't seen the movie, but I am excited to see it. But Princess yeah. Diana. Yeah. So I think it'll be I think it'll be a good one. I do want to see it for sure. Maybe that'll be my movie rental because it's on there. Um, so best actor, the one so I did say Javier Bardem already. Um Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth and Mahersha Ali for Swan Song. So those and then the other ones I've already mentioned in the best drama or comedy. Because they don't, sw- they don't, um, it's all mixed in. It's comedy and drama for your best actor and actress. I don't know. That just seems messy. It seems like you can't compare like some performances to each other. Especially comedy and drama. Yeah. The, are like, tough. The, like you're not going to be like, you know what? I thought that, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio and The Revenant. I'm going to compare that to Ace Ventura. Like <laughs> right. they're just not the same. Yeah. There's not the same stakes in those movies. There's not... The same performances. You can't look at one 
I mean, maybe those two specifically, you can look at one and say one's better than the other, but comparing them just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's like comparing apples to tires. <laughs> I never like that saying apples <laughs> to oranges. oranges. They're both spherical fruits. Yeah, pretty, that's true. Pretty easy to compare. Apples to tires. I'm going to make it. There make it you happen. go. <laughs> Trademark. Um, okay, so finishing off, we have um, Best Director. So Belfast by Kenneth Branahan, um, Power of the Dog, which was Jane uh, Campion. Sorry, I can't even read my writing. Like I mentioned, The Lost Daughter, which is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, it comes on Netflix on December 31st. Uh, West Side Story for Steven Spielberg and Dune for Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. And and then I just want to mention that in the animated ca- category, Luca is nominated. And it was maybe I would say that was my favorite movie. I was so obsessed with that movie. The colors of that movie and the story of that movie is so well done for a kid's movie. It is it is a kid's movie. Like it is exactly what you would want your kids to watch. No parents die. No, like they they just have a like a, a thing they want to accomplish and they do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's a kid's story and I and I like that. Sometimes in these animated movies or Disney or whatever they want to do, they always have to kill parents and always has to be so traumatic and you don't need to do that for kids. I think everyone should watch Luca if you're feeling like you just need something really happy and visually appealing. Because it's set in Italy too. So and then they all talk with the accents. No. Anyways. Golden Globes. I think they are. Maybe I should have written when they were on. I think it's January 9th. Whatever the Sunday around that time is. During during the NFL. Ugh. No. 18 weeks? Yeah. it's. I'm pretty sure it's the 9th. I don't think it's the 16th, but it could be. It's 9th or 16th. And I don't think it's going to be televised because I think people are still um, pretty upset about the Golden Globes, even though they've they have added, I think, 27 diverse um, people to vote. Yeah. That's it. That's all I have, Jack. All right. Let's pick our next movies. All right. I got number 55. Number 55. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Yes. Conspiracy. She knew that. Okay, listen. We only have like 11 more in this thing. And I happened to see 55 and knew it was Guardians of the Galaxy. So I made sure. I picked it up. Um, I got number 36, which is Three Idiots. Oh, all right. I don't even know what that is. You? No, never heard of it. Amazing. It's always, always fun to go into a movie fresh. Yeah. I love it. All right. Okay, so you got anything else? I got nothing else, Jack. All right. Then besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.